Father, we thank you for another privilege to be gathered in your feet this morning. Lord, we pray even as we go into your word, we pray that you will teach us yourself in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord says the entrance of the word gives light and it gives understanding unto the simple. Father, we humble ourselves at your feet this morning and we pray that your word will impact our lives in the name of Jesus. That word that you have for each and every one of us, we will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of this session and this service, Lord, help us to be victorious in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Let's be seated in God's presence and thank you, choir. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see every one of us in church uh, this morning. And it's my prayer that even the God that we have come to seek this morning, we will all see him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I just want to start this morning uh, by appreciating God for the privilege to be able to bring God's words to you. And for those of us that are joining online, just to say thank God for the privilege to bring God's word uh, into your home. And I pray that the Lord will bless each and every one of us in Jesus' name. So I want to thank uh, God for the life of our pastor. Yeah, our pastor celebrated his birthday just a few days ago. We just thank God for his life, for his faithfulness over him. Thought somebody's going to put their hands together for Jesus for that. Amen. And for the opportunity to even stand here to share the word of God. And as we can see, pastor is not in today. He's on a short trip to uh, mainland Europe. And we pray that the Lord will bring him safely back to Swansea in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is our month of dominion. Praise God. And in the course of the month, by the grace of God, our God has used our pastor to teach us and talk to us about dominion mandate. And if you recall with me, we looked at up to three parts in the dominion mandate series, part one, part two, and part three. And by God's grace, our pastor was able to tell us about the definition of dominion and the areas that we are expected to show, uh, to dominate by the grace of God. And I, if you recall very quickly, the pastor talked about the seven uh, mountains, the economy, the family, the religion, the government, you know, media, education, and arts. These are different areas that God is expecting you and I to dominate. Praise the Lord. Can we all find our ministry in any of those seven uh, mountains? Yes? So if you're not in education, you are in art. If you're not in art, you are either in the economy or even in the government or religion like every one of us here are today. Praise God. But not just to mention those seven mountains, it's just for you to see in that area that you find yourself, are you dominating? Praise the Lord. I want you to do me a favor. Ask your neighbor, are you dominating? Hallelujah. So in the vein of that, by God's grace this morning, I want to remind you about exercising your dominion. Praise the Lord. I want to remind you about exercising your dominion. So for sure, my message is titled, exercise your dominion praise god and that's more like a declaration or a uh, an instruction and it's my prayer that god in his infinite mercy we give each and every one of us the grace to do this in jesus name uh, let's start quickly by opening our bible to the book of psalm 110 verse 2 to 3 that's our anchor text for the month if you have your bible i want you to open with me praise god 
We are in church, so let's endeavor to open uh, the Bible. If you have it on your phone, that's perfectly fine, but ensure that you are opening the Bible. Praise God. Psalm 110, verse 2 to 3. The word of the Lord says, The Lord will extend your powerful kingdom from Jerusalem. You will rule over your enemies. When you go to war, your people will serve you willingly. You are arrayed in holy garment, and your strength will be renewed each day like the morning dew. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those are powerful declarations there. If you open again with me to the book of Psalm 8, verse 4 to 6, two texts this morning. Psalm 8, verse 4 to 6. The Bible says in verse 4, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. Praise God. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Verse 5. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. Praise the Lord. Who is the scripture talking about there? You and I. Praise the Lord. He said they put everything under their feet. Is everything under your feet? Yes? Praise God. Let's respond. Is everything under your feet? Okay, so you are on top of it. Finances, spiritual life, marriage, everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, many of us, we still find ourselves in one area of the life or, or the other, we are struggling. Might be doing well financially, but what's happening in terms of your family might be doing well family wise how are you doing financially bible tells us that god desire that we prosper and be in earth even as our soul prospered you might have the money but are you healthy praise the lord so for every area of our life god wants us to have dominion such that everything is placed under our feet praise the lord you know, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, in the beginning, the Bible tells us that God, you know, said to man, be fruitful, multiply, and do what? Have dominion. Praise God. And you know, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, they lost that dominion. Praise God. They lost the dominion. Sin came into the world, and man began to die. Praise God. But Jesus Christ came. Hallelujah. To restore the relationship that we have with God. And because Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and he even resurrected again, he has connected us back to God. Hallelujah. And because we are connected back to God, you and I have regained our dominion. Hallelujah. We have regained our dominion. We have regained our authority. So as you are seated here today, where you are seated is the place of dominion. Praise the Lord. Now, it is possible for you to have access to something, praise God, and not use it. Is that possible? You have access to it, you don't use it. For many of us that are students, as a stu university student, you have access to many resources, but many people would not use the resources even till they graduate. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are so many times that we even have access, we are using the resources, but we are underutilizing it. Hallelujah. So the place you are seated is a place of dominion. But the question that comes to mind, are you exerting your dominion? Praise the Lord. Are you exercising the dominion that God has given to you? And that's my encouragement to you this morning. 
So when God restored our dominion, he expects us to dominate in all areas of our experiences. So what that means is that if your marriage is going well, your finances should be fine. It should mean that your spiritual life is healthy. Even your physical life, your physical health is healthy. Your children are not wayward. All round dominion. That is what God would have for you and I. Praise the Lord. But despite this, there are still so many Christians that are still not walking in dominion. So this morning, I want to encourage you on how to exercise your dominion. And I will be looking at three points after which we will pray by the grace of God. So the first point, in order for you to exercise your dominion, is that for you to start by exercising control over yourself. Hallelujah. For you to exercise dominion over the creatures, over the things God has created, even over other people, other spirits, you need to have control over yourself. What the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, it says a man or a woman without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know if any of us or if all of us can remember um, biology. There's always this saying that, oh, when you are infected, your red blood, uh, white blood cell kicks in, it becomes a defense. Praise God. You know, that is the same way uh, for us as Christians. There is a wall built around us. Praise God. And when a man or a woman is without self-control, no control over the self, the carnal nature, that man or woman is prone to attack by the enemy. Praise the Lord. So for us as Christians, we must first of all regain control over our carnal nature by having a genuine relationship with God. Hallelujah. Now the question, if I ask us, how many of us are born again? I can see a lot of hands will go up. Hallelujah. But the question is, are you exercising control over your body? Sometimes the Holy Spirit say, oh, I want you to fast. And then that is when you get, you, you just ordered some food stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know if, I love, if we all uh, know Mr. Tubo. You know, that Thursday before, God just, God is telling you to fast. And then that was when you get the text, I'll be supplying Swansea. Praise God. And then the next thing is you place the order and you know, the other things came and you feel like, I want to cook. I want to cook. Praise God. The devil is very crafty. But for us as children of God to exhibit dominion, we must rule over your carnal body. Praise God. Why is this important? Without genuine relationship with God, you are having no footing to stand on. Praise God. Without a genuine relationship with God, you have no footing to stand on. If you are standing on sand, you know when the storm comes, the, stand, the sand will be blown away. No, there is this song that says, I'm standing on Christ, the solid rock. Every other ground is sinking sand. That song is saying that for you to stand on Christ, the solid rock, you must have a relationship with him. Let's open our Bible to the book of Acts chapter 19. If you open your Bible to the book of Acts chapter 19 from verse 11 to 20, but I just want to emphasize verse 13. But before I go into this, I just want you to tell you about it. I'm sure a lot of us will have heard about the sons of Scepha. Acts chapter 19, 
verse 11 to 20. The sons of Scepha in chapter, uh, in verse 13, wanted to cast out demons like some of the vagabond Jews were doing in those days. And they came out and said, I'll read verse 13. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, let's read it together. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached, I command you to what? To come out. What happened in verse 14? Bible says, seven sons of Scepha, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. Verse 15. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know about. But who are you? Praise the Lord. You want to dominate. You want to break the devil's stronghold over your life. The question the devil will ask you, who are you? Praise the Lord. Remember listening to her, hearing the story of a, of a deliverance minister who went to deliver, and then the devil just, you know, during the deliverance session, the, the person demon possessed just stood up and said, on what are you standing on? And the man said, I'm standing on my legs. And the devil just slapped him. What do you mean by you're standing on your leg? You're standing on Christ, the solid rock. But for that rock to stand for you, you must have a relationship with God. Praise the Lord. You cannot hinge on someone else's relationship to exercise dominion. Your husband might be doing very well spiritually, but his own dominion, you cannot say, I'm standing on my wife's dominion or my husband's dominion, and I'm saying that this demon, get out. Praise God. Neither will the salvation of a father deliver the children. Praise God. Every man must stand for himself. So you won't get to the gate of heaven and say, my father is the general overseer. Open the door. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know those kind of statements can open door on heads. Praise God. Imagine I'm that Jesus son. I just go to a place and say, open the door. You don't know my father. But... In the kingdom of God, that doesn't work. You must stand on your own. You must have that relationship. So every one of us here, I'm encouraging us that you need to rule over the carnal nature by saying no to all forms of ungodliness. So you cannot use the authority, the dominion that you have to help yourself or to help other people until you are in control of the carnal nature. When the devil comes with suggestion, a little lie there. When the devil comes with a, a suggestion, oh, look at that beautiful sister. When the devil comes with suggestion, it doesn't matter. We can drink two more bottles. It doesn't really matter. It won't kill. You are opening the door for the devil to penetrate. And you know one thing that is very strategic about the devil? He can come in through you, but won't attack you. Hallelujah. The devil, the demon, they can come in through you, but they won't attack you. Because why? By the time they come in through you, they already, you're already part of them. So the next thing is, they look at what other areas can we attack so that they can become part of us. 
That is why husband, if you are not careful, the devil can come in through you, attack your wife, attack your children. And just be wondering, but I'm saying things. I'm correcting them. They are not listening. Are you listening to God? I pray God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. I read Romans chapter 6, verse 11 to 14. Bible says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desire. Do not offer any part of yourself, praise God, to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather Offer yourself to God as those who have been bought from death to life and offer every part of yourself as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. Praise the Lord. So your body, your physical body that is seated here, respond to your spirit. Hallelujah. And because your spirit is renewed when you gave your life to Christ, you must yield to what the spirit is telling you. No part of your body is too, sin, is too small for the devil to try to use. There are some people that it is their tongue that the devil will use to finish and destroy their destiny. There are some people it is their eyes there are some people, it is they are here. They want to hear everything. Beloved, we as children of God, we must be mindful that no part of our body will be used as instrument of unrighteousness or wickedness. Remember those songs that the children used to sing? In the other church, we no longer sing it. My head, my shoulder, my knee, my toe, my head, my shoulder, my knee, my toe. My head, my shoulder, my knee, my toe, they all belong to Jesus. If your hand belongs to Jesus, what are you using that hand to do? If your eyes belong to Jesus, what are you seeing? If your mind belongs to Jesus, what are you reading? What are you processing in your heart? And I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Second point, you must live as a child of God with authority. The first thing, your body should not be yielded as instrument of unrighteousness. You must give your life to Christ. But after you become a child of God, do you know what you carry? Praise the Lord. Bible says that if your king is but a baby, is no better than the beast of the feet that perishes. Praise God. So you have given your life to Christ. You carry authority. But do you, are you living as a child of God? You and I have the Father's blessing to have what he says we will have. Hallelujah. You and I have his blessing to become who, we say, who he says we will become. You and I, as children of God, have the believer's authority to say things or to call things that are not as though they were. Praise God. Jesus Christ was in the boat with his disciple, and it appears that the boat was going to capsize. What did Jesus Christ said? Oh, ye of little faith. And what was the next statement? Peace be still. Hallelujah. The last time a storm came to your house, to your family, 
to your career, to your health, did you say, peace be still? The last time the storm came to your health, did you say, peace be still? Or your first point of call was Google. Symptoms, and then you now say, stomach upset. And then somebody might tell you that your family, they have cancer, and you now say, stomach cancer. Praise God. Are you living like a child of God? Or you are trying to put God last? God, prayer should be your first line of offense and not your last line of defense. Praise the Lord. Because you don't want to suffer before your prayer becomes answered. Hallelujah. If you make prayer your last line of defense, you know what has happened? A lot of things would have been destroyed before prayer comes in save you. But when prayer becomes your first line of offense, before they come near, they, they are already repelled. Hallelujah. For some people, they will say, nobody can touch me. Have you, do, do, uh, does anyone have somebody like that in your family? He says, nobody can touch me. They are so confident. Well, how about your children? How about your wife? How about your husband? Praise the Lord. They won't come for you. They'll come for those nearer to you. And this, the anchor text of the month says, rule over your enemies. Whether you believe it or not, we all have enemies. Hallelujah. And it's not that woman, that grandmother or something, somewhere. There's a spirit behind it. Because even if that person dies, we transfer it. Hallelujah. I pray God will give us that grace to understand in Jesus' name. Let's open to the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. The Bible says, I have, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snails, snakes and scorpions. And what? Overcome them. Crush them. My New Living Translation says, and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Hallelujah. Nothing. We enjoy you. How many of us have had near misses? Perhaps you are driving, perhaps you are cooking, perhaps something that you know that if it is not God, it will have been a different story. Praise the Lord. That is God working for you. And that is the dominion authority that is coming with you. But if the hedge is broken, what will happen? The serpent will strike. And that is why your relationship with God is very fundamental. Don't allow the devil to trick you to lose it. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, verse 18, NIV says, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We have that authority. All you need to do is go to God. God you said in your word that if I do this, you will back me up. Praise the Lord. Of course, I'm not asking you to jump into the lion's den. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if any of us remember that story of uh, the pastor that jumped into the lion's den. I think it was in Ibadan, Nigeria. I don't know whether it's true or not. But what I'm saying is you have authority, but don't be foolish. Praise God. So we have been given authority or we have been given the grace to exercise dominion over sin. Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 14. 
that for sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Praise God. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. 1 John 1, 7. Bible says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Hallelujah. So because you are a child of God, sin no longer have dominion, no longer have authority over you. Next time when the devil comes with the temptation, what do you say? I am the righteousness of God, of Christ, of, of God in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. I will not yield my member to this sin because Christ has redeemed me with his blood. Number two, you have dominion over fear. How many times have the devil come to you and said, do you remember that uncle that died at age 40? And he's saying, are you sure you will get to 40? You will tell the devil, I shall not die, but live. Praise the Lord. Do you know fear is a cage, it's a captivity. Because when you are fearful, you will not be able to pray. When you are fearful, you will not remember the scripture. That is why we must reject every form of anything that is feeding fear into our life. You know, there are Christians that say there's nothing bad in watching horror movies. I don't, I, I won't say it's bad, but I don't watch. Praise God. Because you watch horror movie and somebody is consuming themselves, and then you wake up, you slept, and you wake, and you had a dream that somebody appeared to you and bite your neck, and then you wake up, you are shivering. A husband, a father. <laughs> Imagine my daughter called me from her room and said, "Daddy," she has a way of calling, "Daddy, come here." He said, Daddy, I need you now. That's how she called me. And then if I go to her and she's shivering, what do I do? And I'm shivering too. <laughs> how can I hold her and say it is well with you in Jesus' name? No evil will come near you. When I'm already shivering, mommy will take over. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. The point I'm making is that don't allow the devil to feed fear into your life. If you call somebody and they start talking fearful, just say, sorry, I'll call you back. I remember instances when I, when I call people and they start telling me the amount of problems that are available on the ground to solve. And then I will say, there's a way I say it in Yoruba, I won't say it here. I say, God have mercy on us. Praise God. And then the next thing I say is, can I call you back? Praise the Lord. Because the last thing I will use my mouth to say is there is no money. Because your confession becomes your reality. And whatever you say with your mouth, Bible says do not say that it was a mistake. So rather than open my mouth and say, God, there is no money, I will say, God, have mercy on us. Recently now, they now say, even if we say everything, 
that you will say, God have mercy on. So they are helping me to say it before I even say it. The reality is that if you know who you carry, you will not allow your confession to become a roadblock to where you are going. Do you know that the life you are living today is as a result of your confession from yesterday? And your confession of today is your tomorrow. So when I have a 10 minutes conversation from you, with you and I hear what you are saying, I already know what your future will look like. I'm not a prophet. Yes? Because your confession helped me to know where you stand. Are you living in faith or you are living in fear? Praise God. But the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6, I'm reading the NIV version. It says, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Hallelujah. Another point that we have dominion mandate over is worries and anxiety. Praise God. How many of us have been anxious in the last one month? Yes. It's a sensor. Don't worry. Yes? Sir? Steadily. Hallelujah. I pray that every spirit of worry and anxiety, Lord, we take them away in the mighty name of Jesus. But the Bible tells us in the book of Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the God of peace, or the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, we guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Do you know it takes the same amount of energy to worry about something and to find the solution to that thing? So rather than worrying, why not pray? You might say, oh, but how can I pray? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are not praying with understanding. So what that means? You can be pressing your clothes and you are praying in the Holy Ghost. You can be eating and be praying in the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't say you should do that though. Praise God. But what I'm saying is, when you are not praying with understanding, you can pray all the time. So when the Bible says pray without ceasing, it actually means pray in the Holy Ghost. You can be driving, you are praying. Hallelujah. And when you allow the word of God, the assurances of your salvation to Take away the anxiety that you might have. You will see things begin to work for you. Praise God. Let's go quickly because we need to pray. You need to have dominion over your thoughts and imagination. We've looked at this briefly. When you talk about imaginations, some of us can imagine things. In the world, they say it's daydreaming. You just sit down. I'm just, Jesus. And then you ask, what happened? Ah, it's like a cat. <laughs> Praise God. People can imagine things. Things have not happened. There are people that have imagined their sack letter coming to life. There are people that they have imagined their death come to life. It's good to have imagination, but let your imagination be based on the word of God. Do you know that the Bible says that God created man in his own image? 
at some time, sometimes ago, I was looking at it. What does it even mean for God to create man in his own image? Because if it were the image that we know, we all should look alike, right? But it was his imagination. So when God call you to forth, call you forth, he has an idea of what he wants you to be. And I want to tell you that that idea is not something bad. Hallelujah. Say, I know the thought that I have towards you, thought of good and not of evil. So that was what God had in mind when he was calling you forth. You know, in the world, they say, what is the worst case scenario? And they always plan for the worst case scenario. But as Christian, why not you plan for the best case scenario? Yes? And then you know that when it comes, it won't be a shocker. Because when you say, ah, this has happened. You say, how did it happen? It's God. Hallelujah. Don't allow the devil to take over your thoughts and imagination. Lastly, we need to have dominion over failure and setback. Micah 7 verse 8 says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will rise. Hallelujah. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Many of us are fearful of failure. Praise God. But to be honest, failure is part of life. If you have not failed ever, then your experience will be shallow. If you have experienced disappointment, right? Then, when things happen, it's, it's all part of it. Praise God. But if you think, oh, failure is the end. That's why people commit suicide. Just, it's irredeemable. But for us as Christians, the righteous may fall seven times, but he will rise again seven times. How many of us are falling down seven times this morning? Not yet. So you still have hope. Hallelujah. I still hope for you. Don't give up. Now, I remember a few years ago when I started my, my PhD. A week or two later, I just heard that somebody jumped from the ninth floor, committed suicide. And I was wondering, what's happening? What's it? You know, I then started hearing stories that a week, uh, sometimes before, the same thing happened to another student. <laughs> and I was like, God. <laughs> What's happening here? I didn't understand. But years down the line, or a year down the line, I was trying to get my, my research to go, but I was struggling with it. Sometimes I just sit down and say, ah, will I go back to Nigeria like this? You know? There are so many thoughts where I were coming to my mind, and I said, no, I will never fail. I may struggle, but that is not the end. Praise God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Confess the scripture and it becomes your reality. God did it eventually. Last point here is that you must feed your spirit man. Okay? You must feed your spirit man. You must expect miracles. When every other person is they are expecting rejection letter, what should you be expecting? Hallelujah. When every other person I expecting, maybe they go for a CT scan or an MRI scan or whatever scan that it, it might be, and they are expecting that, hey, what's going to happen? What are they going to say? 
Say, no, I am expecting a positive news. Hallelujah. Because miracles never go to where they are not expected. It goes to where they are expected. So whether you think you are qualified or not, put out the application. You'll be surprised what will happen. Because for every one of us here, even that application that you submitted, you had your doubts. Did God do it or not? He did it. So why, are you, why have you forgotten that God has done it in the past? He can do it again. Hallelujah. Because none of us here is here by our power. Okay, maybe a few people that are born here. They have no, <laughs> hallelujah. But if you are not born here, you are not here by your power. The plane could have crashed. So God has a purpose, a mandate while you are here. If God is still keeping you alive, he has something for you to do. So I want to encourage us. It is not over until God says it is over. The last point I will make. Let's open our Bible to the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 12, verse 37. The Bible says, for by thy word shall thou be justified, and by thy word shall thou be condemned. Hallelujah. So you have to use your authority by confessing rightly the word of God. I want to shout to your neighbor, I have dominion. Shout it again. I have dominion. Let it register. You have dominion. Don't worry if your neighbor says you are local. I would rather be local and be successful. Hallelujah. The reality is that whatever is too big for your mouth to say is too big for your eyes to say. Remember sometimes ago, pastor was telling us that some, when he was walking on this street of Swansea, he would say, one day I will pack my BMW here. Did he pack it or not? Of course, I'm not saying go into debt to buy BMW. Praise God. But what I'm saying is, whatever is too big for you to imagine into existence, you cannot see it. Your confession becomes your reality. Bible says in the book of Proverbs 18 verse 20, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. You know, there are people, any small thing, ah, is that not the end? I cannot say more, some of these things. They are ringing in my head, but I cannot say it. I will not confess negative things. Hallelujah. And you know people are very dramatic. The way they put it, you think everything is over. But again, it is not over. Because God has not said it is over. I want you to declare with me this statement on, or this yeah, statement on the screen. I want you to declare with me. I am not a victim. I have authority over sin. I have authority over fear, over pain, over anxiety, over depression. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I am victorious. I will not be put to shame. If you believe me, shout a big amen. Brethren, God is certain. God is sure. You and I are victorious. You and I have been redeemed. And it is my prayer for every one of us here that we will use our authority in the mighty name of Jesus. 
I will conclude very quickly is that when we exercise our dominion mandate, we begin to rise from sin, from sickness, from depression, from fear, from poverty, from delay, from whatever name you might call it. We bring glory to God. We bring honor to God. Because it doesn't, poverty does not glorify God. Fear does not glorify God. Depression does not give honor to the name of God. There should be something different about you that when people see you, they begin to ask you, so why are you always smiling? Why are you always laughing? Even though we know in this environment, in this workplace, things are not happening. Why are you always smiling? And then you say, it is Jesus. And by so doing, you will bring harvest to the kingdom of God. You don't need to say you are a Christian before people know that there is something different about you. My charge to you is that you carry power. Rise. Go and do exploit in the mighty name of Jesus. For the next few minutes that we have, I want us to rise up on our feet. If you are here and you know that there is a place you are struggling in your relationship with God, you know that you are trying but it's not working. You walk today, righteous, tomorrow you fall, and it's like a circle up and down. This is another opportunity for you to give your life, to rededicate your life to God. And if you have never done so, this is another opportunity for you to do that. Just want you to close your eyes and pray that Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I open the door of my heart and life to receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you for forgiving me my sin, giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, welcome to the body of Christ. And the prayers that we are going to pray now will work for you. But very quickly, I want us to sing this song. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. We are praying now, we are praying. To break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. You can pray the Holy Ghost. Why not you pray the Holy Ghost? Because God is going to break every chain, chain of fear, chain of sickness, chain of addiction in the mighty name of Jesus. some very fast prayer so I want to don't think about it just pray hallelujah I'm going to say father I receive divine empowerment 
to live a holy and righteous life in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I receive the divine empowerment in the name of Jesus to live a holy and righteous life in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I receive the divine empowerment in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive divine empowerment in the name of Jesus. We are going to pray the second prayer. Holy Spirit, my body is your temple. Help me not to yield the members of my body to sin or instrument of unrighteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I, my body is an instrument in the name of Jesus for righteousness in the name of Jesus. My body, my heart, my eyes, my hands, every part of me will not be yielded as instrument of unrighteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. My hands will not be used as instrument of unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The instrument can go on the background, but I want us all to pray. God say, Father, I receive your fresh anointing to stand against all form of ungodliness, all form of worries, all form of anxiety, depression in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray to God in the name of Jesus that Lord, I receive fresh anointing, fresh grace in the name of Jesus to stand against every form of anxiety, every form of ungodliness, worries, depression, pain, sickness in the name of Jesus. I receive that grace in the name of Jesus. I receive that fresh anointing in the name of Jesus. I am disconnected from every strange altar that empowers, monitoring my progress and journey in life in the mighty name of Jesus. I am disconnected in the name of Jesus from every altar, from every monitoring spirit in the name of Jesus. Monitoring my journey, my progress in life in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, by the power in the name of Jesus, I am disconnected in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are two prayer points on the screen. We want us to pray together. And before I change to the next slide, I'm going to ask, I'm going to say in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want us to pray, Father. Put an end to every evil patterns in my life, in my family, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, put an end to every evil pattern in the mighty name of Jesus, in my life and family. Pray that the Holy Ghost will arrest every thought, every imagination that are inducing fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of failure into your life in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus, the Father in the name of Jesus, every anxiety, every thought that are inducing an imagination inducing fear of death in the name of Jesus I stand against you in the mighty name of Jesus I receive victory over you in the mighty name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayed because the father we stand against every policies every guidance designed to limit us in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know which policy you have seen that is limiting you stand against them in the place of prayer this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we stand against every altar, every every policy, every guidance in the name of Jesus. Limiting us in the name of Jesus. Let's pray that the Lord will help us to bring glory to his name in the name of Jesus. In this week, in this year, in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as we enter into a new month, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I will bring glory to your name in the mighty name of Jesus. I will bring glory to your name in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We're going to pray that Father, help me to bring about harvest of souls 
to your kingdom in the name of Jesus by exercising dominion in all areas of my life in the name of Jesus. Lord, let me to bring about harvest of souls in the mighty name of Jesus as I exercise dominion in the mighty name of Jesus. In my finances, in my academics, in the mighty name of Jesus, I exercise dominion and I bring about harvest of souls in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Last prayer, I want you to pray earnestly. Now, there is a place of grace, but I also believe in the place of hard work and diligence. I want to pray this morning and say, Father, let the result of my efforts and my testimony bring your light to the unsaved in my life, in my family, in my place of work, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the result of my effort, you must work, you must labor, you must be diligent in the name of Jesus. Pray that the world, the result of your effort and your testimony will bring the unsaved in your life, in your family, even in your workplace to Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Let, begin to thank God for the answer prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You have a prayer request? Why not call upon God this time? Call upon God this time for Him to answer you. Yes, if there is a man or a woman to pray, there is a God to answer. I want to call upon God that petition of your heart. Nothing that you cannot tell everyone. Tell God this morning and this day and say, Lord, come true for me in the mighty name of Jesus if you want to like Anna you can have a vow and say Lord I know you will do it but when you do it I'm going to do this in the name of Jesus don't forget write it down write it down because there is a God here to answer your prayer and that God that we serve never forget he has a record of everything why not call upon God in the name of Jesus and say Lord when you do this I'm going to do this for you that prayer that petition of your heart call upon God this now this time in the mighty name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayed father we thank you for your word that has come to us thank you father for the grace that you have given unto us even to be a listener of your word we pray that you will help each and every one of us to be a doer of your word in the mighty name of Jesus we pray that you will help us to exercise dominion on earth in the name of Jesus and we receive divine victory over every altar, every monitoring spirit, every spirit of death, every spirit of fear, every spirit of depression and anxiety, every spirit of worries and vain imagination in the mighty name of Jesus. We do exploit in this land of Swansea. We do exploit in this nation, United Kingdom. And through us, the nations of the earth shall be blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you always answer our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.